And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like Cashback Match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Talking Niners podcast. I'm your host, Kobe Ransom. And joining me today, my co-host, Niner Wire Sam. Sam, what's up, man? It's good, man. I'm doing great. All the quarterback rumors flying around, having a fun time or stressful time. Yeah, I guess you could say reading them, but I'm glad to get into it, talk about them, break it down again. Obviously, some big news went down this week with Stafford. Lots more news coming out about quarterback controversies and everything. So excited to talk about it. Yeah, so Stafford is in the NFC West, but he is not on the team that we thought he would be going to based on the rumors that were coming out of mobile um mobile whatever you want to whatever they call it down there in Alabama I don't know the uh, proper pronunciation of this of the the city but yeah down there at the senior bowl there were rumors about Stafford potentially coming to, to the Niners and um that ended up not happening he got traded to the Los Angeles Rams for two first round picks and a third and Jared Goff and so that's is what the Rams sent over to acquire Matthew Stafford. So not only do the Niners not get Matthew Stafford, like it sounded like they were going to, the Rams get Matthew Stafford. So now they have to play him two times a year. And that matchup now is magnified because if the Niners struggle against the Rams this year, and it's because of Matthew Stafford, the Niners are going to catch some flack from, uh, from media, from the fans for, for not going through with the, with the deal. Um, Apparently, what ended up happening was now, the report was that the Niners never made an official offer for Matthew Stafford. They were, they were talking about it. You know, they inquired about it, but they never gave an official offer. So when the Lions called on Saturday saying, hey, this is what the Rams are offering, um, you know, what's your what's your rebuttal? And they're like, oh, you know, we're just going to we're going to pass on this one. They wanted to hold on to pick 12. I personally would have sent pick 12. They probably would have gave up one less day two pick and added in pick number 12 instead because pick 12 has a lot of value. It's pretty high in the draft. So they wouldn't have sent as much as the Rams did. I know people are saying like, well, two first rounders, you know, that's not a good deal. I mean, they sent two first rounders because they had to get rid of Goff's contract. They had to add something else in so the Lions would take Goff's contract. So they added in another first rounder. I don't think the Niners would have had to send two first-rounders to get Stafford. They probably would have just sent their one and maybe a, a, a second-round pick for this year or next year. And that probably would have been enough to get it done. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. There was also rumors that the Lions wanted Jared Goff um, of the three quarterbacks that were available to them to get um, you know, via the trade. So they wanted Goff of, of the three that are available to them. They didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo as much as they wanted golf. So maybe that has something to do with it too, but I don't know. But overall, the Niners had a chance. We felt like Stafford was the most realistic option available to them, at least right now, for the Niners to get. And they chose not to go through with it because they wanted to keep their first round pick. And so it, it has me, I've been thinking about it nonstop about what the Niners plan to do going forward if Pick 12 is that viable. You won't give it up for Matthew Stafford, who could upgrade your team 
you know, in, in a pretty solid way. So I don't. What's your takeaway, Sam? I talk. I'm still confused about it right now, but talk yeah, me through it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the fact that they didn't give up pick twelve, it either goes to show two things: a) there is somebody in the draft that they love and they're going to take him and they're going to trade up to get him, or b) they didn't love Stafford enough. But as for now, I think when you look at this trade, the loser of this deal is the San Francisco 49ers. Because first of all, you don't get that quarterback right away if they were going to get Matthew Stafford, which we'll have to wait out and see what we do at the quarterback situation before it's really official. But right now, I would say the loser is the Niners because you don't get Matthew Stafford. And on top of that, he goes to a division rival. And now you have to worry, in my opinion, about cornerback now a lot more because now you got you had Metcalf, you had Lockett, you had Hopkins, and then you got quarterbacks like Russ and Kyler Murray. Now you got Stafford with the Rams. You're going to have a more productive Robert Woods, maybe a more productive Cooper Cup as well, depending on if he can stay healthy. I mean, it definitely, and I definitely think that there's going to be other receivers on either of those three teams that break out this year. You had David Moore last year who had a pretty good season. Uh, Josh Reynolds had a great season. Cardinals could use a replacement wide receiver because Fitzgerald might be going out the window. There's a lot of wide receiver talent in this division, and you're going to have to cover that. And with no apparent answer at cornerback at this point the Niners are definitely going to have to put a bit more focus on cornerback as well as quarterback so I definitely think the loser in this deal is the 49ers as for the Rams and the Lions I think this is a win-win deal I'm going to make this pretty quickly because this is a 49ers podcast but Rams got their quarterback an upgrade at quarterback Lions got a lot of compensation plus a quarterback who does have some upside still so I think this is a win-win deal for both teams the loser of this deal is the San Francisco 49ers or really anyone in the NFC West but I think the Niners more importantly because they needed a quarterback as well and they didn't get their guys so this trade definitely affects the Niners in a significant way and it's going to be very interesting to see what they do to address quarterback quarterback more importantly because the I mean the main trade piece was the quarterback so we are all hoping to see what happens with Matthew Stafford, but cornerback as well. I think this definitely has a bit of a ripple effect on the 49ers and how they address this offseason. Now you have to worry about Matthew Stafford, whereas you had to worry about Jared Goff, who's a bit worse than Stafford a bit earlier. So I definitely think the Niners offseason is going to look a lot different now, considering that the Los Angeles Rams have Matthew Stafford and the 49ers don't. And some people were saying it was a bad deal for the Rams. I don't think it was because they already don't value their first round picks that much. They've been trading them away for any and everyone who can make their team better right now. And whenever and that's what another thing I wanted to say, whenever they whenever people are like, yeah, they're selling the farm, the Rams always sell the farm. They're not afraid to do that as well. So I don't think they were afraid to get Stafford at all. They were not afraid to move on from Goff. They know that Stafford's their guy. They want to move forward with him. And that definitely should scare every Niners fan. Yeah, the Rams are aggressive for guys they want, for proven players, as they've always done it with less need in Sean McVay. They went out, they were aggressive to get Robert Woods, they were aggressive to get Brandon Cooks, they were aggressive to get Andrew Whitworth. They were aggressive to get Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib when they were on that Super Bowl run. They were aggressive to get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they were aggressive to get Dante Fowler during that Super Bowl run. Now they're aggressive to get Stafford. It's what they do. They trade away picks for proven players, and they kick the cap down the road and say, we'll deal with it later. So, you know, it's what they've done. And the Niners on, on the flip side are a more, you know, conservative, you know, let's let's manage how much we're giving up. You know, let's make sure even though we're making moves to, to help us right now, let's make sure we're not giving up too many assets so that we hinder ourselves in the future. 
that's how John and Kyle have always kind of went about it. And we saw it again um, with the Stafford deal. They they could have given up pick 12 for Matthew Stafford if they really wanted him. Um, now, who was it that, that, you know, kind of stopped that from happening? Did Kyle say, you know what? I don't think we need to give up 12 for Stafford. I don't think we need Stafford that badly. So maybe he told John no. Or maybe John, you know, like you said, Sam, earlier, maybe there's a player that John and the scouting department, you know, saw out there that's available that they really want. Or maybe they think that – and, you know, this organization loves having flexibility right now with this with this regime. Kyle and John have always loved having flexibility, always like, always like having a lot of options available to them. And having a first-round pick – you know, especially at number 12, gives you a lot of flexibility. So ultimately, that's how I see it happening. I think, you know, and they said in their presser and they what they said they were going to do this offseason is basically what they've done so far. They said, you know, that they expected Jimmy Garoppolo to be here um, for 2021 expected, you know, and, and a lot of us were like, well, they say expected, not, you know, guaranteed. So, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good chance he's probably gone, but. You know, so far, they've done exactly what they said they were going to do. They expect Jimmy Grapple to be here, but they have been inquiring, you know, and looking into, you know, what it takes to get some of these other quarterbacks who are available. Um, but ultimately, I think they are comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and if it costs too much to get some of these guys, they're okay just passing on it and just rolling with Garoppolo in 2021. Either that or they are dead set on drafting a quarterback. And unless they can get a veteran um, at a reasonable price, they aren't going to trade for him. That those are the two ways I see the Niners thinking right now. Currently, those are the two reasons I think they probably didn't trade for Stafford. Maybe they really don't think it was worth the capital. They don't think Garoppolo was bad enough for them to give up that much for Stafford. Or maybe they just have a guy in the draft that they have their eyes on that they know they can probably get in the draft, and so they're not going to give up give up too much, you know, to to get Stafford because they can acquire someone else. So. It, you know, I've just been thinking the last three days, ever since the deal went down, like, what exactly is the plan right now for them? Because if they're not going to give up one first-rounder potentially for Matthew Stafford, how are they going to give up two or three first-rounders and more for a guy like Deshaun Watson? That's why I, I never really believed that Niners would, the Niners would be uh, real contenders for Deshaun Watson because they'll just get outbidded by someone who wants him more, who's willing to give up more. Then the Niners are. The Niners are conservative in that in that in that kind of fashion. So I mean, just quickly on the Deshaun Watson thing, I I know people are saying you know do it, it's probably worth it, but that's not the way John and Kyle operate. That's not the way they've ever done anything in this organization. I don't think they've ever they've well, not it's not I don't think, but they haven't ever given up what it would take to go get Deshaun Watson. That was why Stafford felt realistic because they they would give up something that they've is close to what they've given up before for a veteran who can make a an instant impact. So I that's why I don't I don't see Watson being in San Francisco. I, I don't see a way unless John Lynch is willing to give up what it would take to get him. I just don't see it happening. And I know I kinda went through like three different things there, but just kind of focusing on Watson, I I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see how they pass on Stafford and then give up what it would take to get Watson because it costs so much more and they weren't willing to do it for Stafford. So why would they do even more for Watson? Yeah, and not only that, this is gonna be my hot take of the episode right here. In my opinion, Deshaun Watson is the worst option for the Niners at quarterback in 2021. And it really goes with the asking price because the rumor I saw, I don't know if this is true or not, they were asking for two firsts, two twos, and yeah. two defensive players. I think it could be similar around that. And I think they are going to ask for a defensive player because their defense is absolutely atrocious. 
And when you look at what defense players they want, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be pass rush in my opinion. I know we have a lot of pass rushers. The only pass rush I'm willing to give up is D Ford. No one else because I think D Ford. I think he's probably out the door no matter what happens this season. But other than that, you got guys like you got guys like Kinlaw, Bosa, Armstead who all play crucial roles for this defense in a defense that is built on pass rush and getting to the quarterback. So, and it's gonna it's definitely gonna affect your defense in a significant way because now you lose that key piece. You're not going to cover your opponents as well on uh, their offense. And I mean, look what happened last year. We lost a lot of guys in the pass rush and our defense was not as good as last year. So it definitely makes an impact losing one guy like Kinlaw, Armstead or Bosa. It's definitely going to impact this team. And if they didn't want to pass rush, you're, you're probably looking at Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw or Jimmy Ward on the move. Those are three guys I am not giving up whatsoever this offseason. I'm not willing to give up at all. Uh, the only way I would give up another player is if it was a cap casualty. So I mentioned D Ford earlier, maybe Western Richburg, or it's a scrub who we don't really need on this team. Doesn't make as much as an impact, but let's be real. There's not that many on this team considering that most of the quote unquote scrub players are usually on one year deals. So I don't think moving a defensive player or any player for that matter is going to help this team at all. And Adding on to that, I know people are like, Deshaun Watson, best quarterback out there. Why don't you get him? The 49ers do not value quarterback as much as other teams do. If the 49ers made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, we can easily win it with someone slightly better than Jimmy is significantly worse than Deshaun Watson. So I think that just throws that question out the window. You don't necessarily need, you just need an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, not an elite quarterback necessarily. You just need a solid upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo to put you over the top right there. So that's my take on the Deshaun Watson deal. Also, I mean, as I said, salvaging the defense. I mean, the Texans went four and twelve last year, even though they had Deshaun Watson. If you're going to salvage the defense, you're not going to you're not going to make the Super Bowl. You're definitely not going to win the division. Might not even make the playoffs. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. And I know there was this thing on ESPN. There was a headline that said 49ers interest on Deshaun Watson. The keywords interest, not interested. That's not a news headline. That's just a question for Chris Morrison to talk about that, who, by the way, said that this does not make sense to the 49ers. I am all agree. I totally agree with him. And Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, worst option for quarterback of the Niners. Definitely a hot take, but I'm going to stand by that for now. And people will ask, you know, why doesn't it make sense? It, it makes sense for certain teams. The Niners aren't one of those teams because of the way they operate. And there's also the fact that the Houston Texans don't necessarily have to get rid of Watson. Their coach, their their owner, and their GM have all said they don't plan on trading him. And it does, that doesn't mean he won't get traded. I'm sure Deshaun Watson is hell-bent on getting out of Houston. But they can, like, let this go on for as, almost as long as they want to. And I know it would be dumb for Houston to do that because you might want to get what you can get now. Possibly get a top five pick if you can deal with the Dolphins and get your third and get you you know your third overall pick back and maybe draft a quarterback there. But if you're Nick Casario, do you really want your first move to be trading away your franchise quarterback? I don't think he wants to do that. And that, and as a head coach, I don't think you want to lose your franchise quarterback either for for David Cully. So you know they're gonna try to salvage this thing. Will it work? It probably won't, but they're gonna try. So you can't really base your offseason on getting Watson because you don't know when or if he'll actually become available. So just in that regard, you can't really plan on it. And so you have to, so you can't afford to pass up on other opportunities. Um, 
in, in hopes of getting Watson, because if other quarterbacks become available this offseason that the 49ers might have interest in, they can't just say, no, we're not going to, you know, get too, too deep into those talks because we're going to go get Watson, you know. But then again, if Watson doesn't become available until around training camp, then you wasted the offseason. If the draft comes around and, you know, we could select this quarterback, but, you know, we might get Watson. So let's just pass for now. If you do that and Watson doesn't get traded during the draft and, they, you know, you get to training camp and then you did nothing to solve the position. So the Niners can't bank too much on Watson become available, becoming available. And on top of that, you know, it's already outside of their price range of what they're willing to give up. Like I said, if they're not going to give up one first rounder for upgrade with Matthew Stafford, why would they give up five or six picks and maybe some players to get Deshaun Watson? I know, I know people want, you know, the top five quarterback talent. I know people, you know, think about what he can do with Shanahan. And yeah, I mean, it's nice. I'm sure, you know, Watson would be great with the Niners, but at the same time, that's not how football works. You can't just get a quarterback of that talent and then lose everything else and still be good. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, I know it's, it's tough to really explain to people because they don't want to believe, you know, they, they just they just see Watson's available. They want Watson. They don't care what it takes to get them, but it doesn't work like that. That's not how this front office works. That's not how football works. It's a team sport. So, I mean, you got to have a good team around that quarterback. If you want that quarterback to win you a Super Bowl, you got to have a good supporting cast. Yeah, and we, and we see, and the Niners, their philosophy is have a great run game and a great defense. And with that, you don't need your quarterback to be, you know, top five. I mean, top 10 is good enough. You know, just top 10, you know, performance from your quarterback is good enough. And you can get that from somewhere else um, even maybe the Niners still believe you can get top 10 production for Jimmy Garoppolo I mean it's possible I know a lot of people you know are no longer now it's popular to hate on him you know before it was popular to be on his side now it's popular to hate on him I've been trying to you know I, I've been watching film you know and trying to see okay what's Garoppolo good at you know if they do go with Garoppolo again is is he able to get this team back to the playoffs are they a Super Bowl contender they could be. Now the thing is, you you can't if you if you do go with Garoppolo one more year and expect to contend, you can't really afford to lose too many players because I don't think Garoppolo can lift the ceiling of a team. I think the team around him has to be, and we saw that because when they weren't healthy, he struggled. You know when, and we saw the two games that that they had that were the they were the healthiest on offense when they had, um. You know, Debo and Ayuk playing and George Kittle playing for the Rams game and the Patriots game. Those were his two. Those were the Niners' two best, you know, games of the year where, you know, they were the most dominant in those two games. And that's when they were mostly healthy. But as soon as you was missing one of those guys, you know, Garoppolo struggled a bit. And some of that has to do because of the fact that he doesn't challenge defenses outside the numbers often. A lot of times he doesn't even look that way. When he when he when he gets the snap, he's automatically, you know, zoned in on where he's at his best, which is over the middle of the field you know, ends crossing routes and deep slants. That's where he that's where his bread and butter is at. That's where he's at his best. But when it comes to challenging defenses deep, and when it comes to challenging defenses outside the numbers, he either doesn't do it or when he does, he's inconsistent. So from that standpoint, you know, it it does kind of hinder the offense a bit because Shanahan at some point is going to basically stop calling those kind of route concepts. That does that dude could open, you know, on the like they they could open. But he just doesn't, you know, Garoppolo either doesn't make the throw or doesn't make the read. Um, but over the middle, 15 yards and in, he, he's he's fantastic. And the quick release, he's able to get the ball into tight spaces. So, and then when, and then obviously the Niners are built, 
off of the running game with the play action game. So when the play action is working, when the run game is working, the, the, the passing windows are bigger for Garoppolo. It's a lot easier to get those throws in to make the reads. So the Niners can be good. It just requires them to be better because your quarterback isn't going to lift you up too much. You know, he'll, he'll get the job done, but he's not going to, to elevate you. So can you win with Garoppolo if they choose to stick with him? I'm sure they believe they do. And you have in the past. We saw they went to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo as the quarterback. And I know he wasn't the sole reason they won all of those games. But at the same time, they weren't winning with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, you know, with the same run game and a defense that, you know, wasn't terrible. It was still good this past year. So obviously, you know, it's not all because, you know, the running game and defense. Garoppolo plays a part in that. But at the same time, you can upgrade if you want to raise the ceiling of this team a bit. Um and now maybe you kind of want to because the Rams just got a lot better because for all the reasons that Matthew Stafford made sense for the 49ers, he makes sense for the Rams too. So, I mean, the Niners, it's, it's, what, did, what are they going to do at quarterback? Because I'm, I'm already like discounting. I'm not even crediting the Watson thing. That's not going to happen in my opinion. For sure. I so mean, where do they go from here? I mean, there's a lot of options, obviously. And Garoppolo is a good one. Before I go to Garoppolo, I just want to say one more thing on Watson that a lot of people have been bringing up to me when I say Watson's not a good fit. They've been saying that this is an offensive league. You need a good quarterback. Okay, how are you going to handle teams like Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, possibly Indy, possibly New Orleans, possibly Washington, that have well-balanced teams on both offense and defense? How are you going to stop those teams? I didn't even mention the team that's in our division that you have to face twice a year, the Los Angeles Rams. How are you going to stop those teams? You can't if you just have an all-offensive team and a defensive team, just like a slightly a, a mediocre defensive team. Right now, the Los Angeles Rams are my pick to win this division. In my opinion, they're better than the Seattle. They're definitely better than the Niners, and they're definitely better than the Cardinals. If the 49ers get Watson, it's going to stay the same. The Rams are winning this, this division right now unless the 49ers can keep those key defensive players on that defense. Then things get a bit interesting, but you can't just sacrifice your defense to get one guy on offense. You have to have a well-balanced team. So you're not going to be getting past those teams whatsoever. If they do, I will be absolutely shocked if they get past those teams. As for Garoppolo, I mean, you just talked about him right there, right back then. In my opinion, if it, if it was a talent issue, then I mean, I would be off, but it's a trust issue, which I'm, I'm I mean, I'm also off. I'm trying to say that if it, I mean, if it, if it was, if he had the talent, he does have the talent. Let me, let me rephrase. Jimmy Garoppolo has the talent to be a starting quarterback, and I'm all for Jimmy Garoppolo being the 49ers starting quarterback, but Kyle Shanahan is not, and that's why I'm not on board that train. It's a trust issue, and if Kyle Shanahan had the, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had the trust of Kyle Shanahan, I would be all for Jimmy Garoppolo being the 49ers quarterback, and that's why I said the other day, the 49ers, it would not be a bad option for them to go cheap with their quarterback, so I brought up Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, just to name three of those guys that could go cheap for the 49ers. If you did go cheap, you would probably want to have a bridge quarterback in there as well. Someone like Teddy Bridgewater or um, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Terod Taylor. One of those three guys would probably work out preferably Fitzpatrick or Bridgewater. But I mean, I think they could go cheap. If Kyle Shannon trusts them, I'm all for it because Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he's not as talented, He's still a starting he's still a starting quarterback in this league. And if Kyle Shanahan trusts him, then I would trust Jimmy Garoppolo. So if Kyle Shanahan trusts one of the cheap quarterbacks, why wouldn't I trust one of the cheap quarterbacks 
it makes sense. And plus, you can fill more needs all around. I do think drafting a quarterback is probably going to be the best option for this team considering the talent that there is with, well, drafting a high, uh, a high quarterback, high up in the picks at pick 12, probably with Wilson Fields, Lance trading up from there, getting one of those guys. If you wanted to get Jones or Trask in the draft, I would take them as well to be the starting quarterback for this team as long as Shanahan trusts them. But if Shanahan trusts one of those three guys that I mentioned earlier, Wilson Fields or Lance, and wants them on this team, you go with that guy. You try to get that guy at all costs. Not, I mean, not obviously not giving up something ridiculous, but you try to get that guy to the best of your ability. So I definitely think the quarterback for the Niners is, and I know this is a pretty generic thing to say, it's whoever Kyle Shanahan trusts the most and who Kyle Shanahan wants, which is a generic thing to say. But right now, we don't know who that is. So it's definitely up in the air right now. There are a lot of options for the 49ers at quarterback. So whoever Kyle Shanahan wants, we're going to get. I'm telling you that right now. If it's Deshaun Watson, we're probably going to get Deshaun Watson. Kyle Shanahan's the head coach of this team. I think he would be more than, I think he definitely has the right to salvage the defense if he wants a guy on offense. I think Lynch trusts him doing that. I think Jed York trusts him doing that. So if they wanted Deshaun Watson, which I don't think they're going to do, but if Kyle Shanahan wanted Watson far more than any other quarterback, I think you'd go after Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's the case. And I think you just go for whoever Kyle Shanahan trusts more, whether you draft a guy, trade up to get that guy. Or you go for a cheap option with a bridge quarterback in between. And I also think a bridge quarterback would be there either way if we went through the draft just for safety. So if we sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or Ryan Fitzpatrick in free agency, just know that that's not going to be our quarterback for next year. It might be our quarterback for week one or two. But other than that, I don't think that's going to be our quarterback for 2021 and going forward. I think that's just a guy who can lock in for a few weeks, get you a win or two, and then move on to the cheap option or the draft option or whoever's the other quarterback, I should say, to step in and lead you to the Super Bowl or do whatever he can to get you to there. So yeah, that's my take on who the 49ers quarterback is. It's definitely generic, but we'll have to see and wait out what happens. Rumors will start flying around again, but yeah, that's all I got for who do you think the Niners quarterback is going to be? I mean, it's it's crazy how much of a carousel this has been. Every day there's been a new guy just walking. I mean, I could just tweet every day. Who are we talking about at quarterback? Someone can say, I don't know, Andy Dolan. And then everyone will hop on the Andy Dolan train. Next day, everyone will hop off the Andy Dolan train and talk about, I don't know, um, Mac Jones or someone like that. Just random guys. They're just throwing random guys out there. So it's going to be a fun offseason seeing what happens. Fun, stressful. A lot of words that to, can describe it, you name it. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at quarterback. Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, as much as I would like to stop discussing quarterback, we can't stop discussing it until, you know, the plan seems clear enough that we can stop discussing it. Because right now we don't know who, you know, the quarterback's going to be. And I think as far as who ends up being the quarterback, I think Kyle's ego kind of comes into play here. If he believes he can win with Garoppolo, the price for you know, for what he's what he's willing to give up for someone else is going to be lower, you know, because he's not desperate to move off of Garoppolo. And and they said this much. I, mean, I know a lot of people read into it and it's like, hey, you know, I think Kyle is absolutely done with Jimmy. There's no way he's coming back. And in their press conferences, they said, you know, we expect him to be here. And Jimmy, I mean, uh, and Kyle went on this whole spiel about Jimmy saying, yeah, we know um, we still believe, we still believe he can get better. You know, we've won with him. We got to the Super Bowl with him. Um, this team is much better when he plays, and they said all that, and it's all true. You know, it's all true. It's not like they lied there. 
Um, and so far, they've been you know, going about the offseason in the manner that they said they would in the press conferences. So, and then it kind of comes down to like, you know, what, what the media, like since, you know, Lynch and them have been here, you know, not really any leaks have been coming out about the team as far as what their plans are, who they're really going after and all that stuff. So a lot of people, when the Stafford thing comes out that they never officially offered, you know, what never came up with an official offer. They were like, oh, well, you know, you're just kind of like, they're trying to make it seem like they weren't really in, into it, you know? They're trying to make it seem like they're loyal to Jimmy, you know? And while that could be the case, maybe it was the truth. Maybe that was how it went down. Maybe they inquired about it, and they decided, you know, eh, you know, we're cool with Jimmy. Their talks coming out, all the rumors coming out right now is that the 49ers are very comfortable going, you know, back into 2021 with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. And so far... There hasn't been any talks of really Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, being dealt or him wanting to go elsewhere. His team and his, you know, himself and his and his team have not requested a trade. You know, they seem like they're content staying in San Francisco another year if they have to. So, you know, as far as, you know, the relationship between Kyle and Jimmy, it's almost like even though I question why they would, you know, go out there and say they're going to, inquire about other quarterbacks when you have a quarterback on the roster under contract who took you to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, why would they risk it and go out there and say, yeah, we're going to inquire about other quarterbacks in case you have to bring him back. But so far, it seems like they're handling it well. Um, I guess Jimmy understands what position he's in and Kyle and, and John are understand that they can go back with Jimmy if they need to. And so I guess right now, for right now it works, but it's interesting to see what they're going to end up doing. Um, at the quarterback position and right now the rumors today because there's always a new one every single day right now um so i can pull up the tweets that came out i forget who was the first guy who it was some vikings account that about it was it okay, the vikings Evan account Massey. that reported the tr- like that they made an offer or something i don't know if that's yeah i saw that not, i but... i ignored that i i think that's fit that, that's yeah I'm with but you this guy that. evan massey this is what this is the tweet that came up on the pat mcadoo show that they talked about before they discussed it with Ian Rappaport. Um. He said the 49ers are still looking to make a move at quarterback. Kirk Cousins, I'm told, is a name to keep an eye on. If Vikings are open to dealing, San Francisco will push hard to acquire him. Ties with Shanahan make this an intriguing potential fit. And then, that wasn't the last tweet, if I can find the other one that I had here. Ross Tucker comes in and says, Sounds like it will be Cousins in San Francisco, but either way, I still think Jimmy G starts the opener for the Pats. And Ross Tucker is an account that has quite a bit of a following on Twitter. He has 220,000 followers. So would he say this without having some actual news on it, knowing that how many people are going to see it? Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know uh, exactly how credible that is, you know, whether or not he has insider info. Maybe he's heard something about that. Maybe the, the rumor that the Niners could look in the Cousins is real or not, but... Kirk Cousins to San Francisco is now the main discussion on 49ers Twitter. And if I have been a defender of sorts of Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's as bad as the fan base likes to betray him as. Um, I was listening to another show and they said, even though Kirk Cousins, you know, his record in primetime hasn't been great. His performance hasn't been that bad. He, all the losses in primetime haven't been because he played a bad game. Sometimes his defense or his team as a whole didn't perform that well. So there's that to go with. And the fact that Kirk Cousins can make all the throws. And while he is, he's, no, he's you know, nothing special. 
you know, and he, he's a guy who's going to execute Shanahan's offense as he wants him to. And that's why Kyle, you know, Kyle seems like he's so fascinated with getting Kirk Cousins on the team. We know in 2017, they didn't look into, um, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson that much because they were planning on bringing in Kirk Cousins back in twenty into twenty eighteen during the during free agency before they brought in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and then even in the offseason they got Jimmy Garoppolo John Lynch at a press conference I think it was uh, one of their offseason press conferences or either the the closing press conference he said that Kyle was still in mourning over not getting Kirk Cousins so obviously Kyle has this thing for Kirk Cousins now. I listened to another show today, 49ers Talk with Laura Britt and Matt Mayoko. Um, they had Sage Rosenfeld on there. And he said, Niners, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes Kirk Cousins, but how much does he like him um, still? Because he said that he thinks, and he said he didn't know, but he said he thinks, and, and Sage Rosenfeld is a guy who, who's pretty close to Kyle Shanahan. I, I think he might have some insider info on what Kyle might be thinking. Um, but he said that he thinks they want a guy who was a bit more mobile, a guy who can make some plays with his legs. And he thinks that, you know, while they might not do it this offseason, he thinks at some point they will go get a guy who is a more modern quarterback where you have a guy who can extend plays, who can make plays with his legs, while also being able to do everything Kyle wants to do in his offense as far as staying within the play and, you know, not really bailing on plays prematurely. So it's interesting to see, you know, we don't know how true. And after the Stafford thing, I know some some people and how much they trust these sources saying that the Niners are, are interested in said quarterback. It's rough to really know what exactly to trust and what exactly is actual news and what is just kind of smokescreen. But Kirk Cousins in San Francisco isn't something I would hate. It's something I would understand if Kyle wanted to go that route. Will they? I don't know. They might not because is Kirk Cousins better you know that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo that is worth giving up assets to get him especially given his contract because while it is cheaper than Garoppolo this year Garoppolo is going to be owed 25 million then Cousins will be owed 21 million after that it jumps up to 35 million so basically for the first two years you're almost paying what you would pay for Deshaun Watson to get on your team is Kirk Cousins that much better that you're worth taking that taking that cap hit Probably not. Um, I think you would rather stick with Garoppolo. I don't think Garoppolo is bad enough for you to, to, to deal for Cousins. But if Shanahan wanted Cousins and he still wanted Cousins that badly and he did it, I think it would be a slight upgrade. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. I kind of talked forever here. But Kirk Cousins, Sam, what do you think? You know, Kirk Cousins, I mean, ever since Shanahan was with the Niners, that name has always been out there. I mean, a lot of people always thought will. that they were going to go with Kirk Cousins in <laughs> Uh, 2018 when he was a free agent they went with Garoppolo instead but Kyle Shanahan is the guy who drafted Kirk Cousins and when he drafted Kirk Cousins the only reason that they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins was because ownership forced them to draft RG3 they wanted Kirk Cousins all along in Washington so I mean Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan have definitely had that relationship before where Kyle Shanahan loves the guy he sees something in him and I definitely think that Kyle Shannon can use him with the Niners really well. Also, not to mention, Kyle Shannon left Washington in 2013. And I believe Kirk, I don't know when Kirk Cousins started starting for Washington, but I know RG3 was for sure starting 2012, 2013, those two years. So Kyle Shannon did not really get to use Kirk Cousins as he wanted to in Washington because he was out the door by then. But I mean, Kirk Cousins to the Niners, I, I mean, 
you know, as I've been saying throughout this entire episode, it's a trust it's a trust thing for whoever our next quarterback is. And I think Kyle Shannon does trust Kirk Cousins a lot because that name has been thrown out there all the time. So I take him. Also, another guy who's fairly cheap. He's NFL ready. I mean, he's led his team to the playoffs multiple times, won a playoff game last year against New Orleans in New Orleans. I definitely think that Kirk Cousins would be a valuable option. My only question with the getting Kirk Cousins is why not give up slightly more for a promising rookie that may end up being better than Kirk Cousins? I mean, we saw the rumor. Or just, or and, just get Stafford. Or if you're going to get Cousins, why don't you just get Stafford? Yeah, that too. I, I Well, I think, I think it's because Stafford's a bit more expensive than Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is always a guy that you've heard rumors of the Vikings want to move on from. Uh, Matthew Stafford is a guy who... Is, has always been better than Kirk Cousins and currently is better than Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. So I think that's why Stafford probably went for more. But, I mean, if the rumor today, and I don't know if this is true or not, a second and a fourth for Kirk Cousins, if that's true, you can do you can do two, you can can do do a second and another second for Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or someone like that, and I would much rather take that over Kirk Cousins. So I don't know what the asking price is for Kirk Cousins, but... In my opinion, it's either going to be too much, or if it's if it's like if it's a good amount for us, I think that asking price is going to be a similar amount to get uh, a quarterback in the draft move up to get him. So either way, I don't think it's going to work out, and it's not because Kyle Shannon and Kirk Cousins. It's not because of that relationship. It's there's better options out there at the same price or a cheaper price. So I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be Niner. It is a name to keep in mind though because of that relationship. And I know, I mean, I'm honestly kind of glad people are bringing it up because, and the only reason it got brought up was because Goff, moved, got, got, Goff got traded when nobody thought the Rams had a chance to get Matthew Stafford. And it just goes to show that teams are willing to move on from their quarterback if they're not succeeding. If Kirk Cousins is not succeeding in Minnesota, they might move on from him, might bring him to the Niners. And I definitely think Kyle Shannon, as I said earlier, and I've kept saying throughout when I've been talking, he sees things in Kirk Cousins' that no one else probably sees. Maybe he'll use them in San Francisco. Maybe Kirk Cousins will be, I mean, I, I wouldn't say top five, but maybe a top 10 quarterback. I don't know. That's probably a reach. Might not happen. We'll have to see what happens. Also, Kirk Cousins' age is, I believe... Same as Stafford, I think. He's same like, as Stafford, yeah. So soon. Kirk Cousins is 32. Matthew Stafford is 32. So... I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it, again, a 32-year-old quarterback usually has like five to 10 years left on them. Kirk Cousins, I don't know necessarily if he has as much time left on him than Matthew Stafford due to the talent years. level, but I definitely think for a Super Bowl window, that's probably going to be open for, I, I don't know at this point, I think five years, three to five years seems about right for how long the Super Bowl window could be open for. I think Kirk Cousins fits that need right there. If you want to extend it, that's why I said go and get the go pay slightly more for the guy in the draft. But if you want to just keep your window open, fairly cheap option, a guy you know pretty well, a guy you trust a lot, Kirk Cousins could be the option for the Niners. Not the most favorable option, but definitely an option that you need to keep in mind when you're talking quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. All in all, I don't think it happens, but I can understand it if that's the route Kyle wanted to go. That's mm-hmm. all I'll really say about that. That's how I'll, you know, wrap that up for me. Um, I guess we'll discuss 
what's the most likely draft option. I have no idea who Kyle and John might actually want. I know as far as scouting goes, they went and scouted Zach Wilson. Um, they sent Adam Peters to a Zach Wilson game one time. They sent Adam Peters to scout Max Jones one time. So we know that those are two quarterbacks that they could look to get. But are they willing to trade up? Because trading into the top three, which you have, you have to trade into the top three to get Zach Wilson, maybe you can get the pick two because Trevor Lawrence would go at pick one. And the Jets could potentially, we know what they said about uh, Sam Darnold recently, but you know that doesn't mean that they're guaranteed to keep Sam Darnold. They could go Zach Wilson at number two. So if you really wanted Zach Wilson, you might have to trade up to number two. And how much would that cost? I know trading up, trading up to that pick, Sometimes cost you two first rounders. So is that something that the Niners would do? Um, I don't know. Um, trading into up into number the, the Detroit Lions not having golf. Maybe they don't want to take a quarterback. Maybe you can trade up to seven, which is the head of the Panthers. Maybe you get Trey Lance right there, uh, or maybe you get Justin Fields if he falls at all, which he might not. But in case he does, you know, maybe you can get him at number seven. Are the Niners willing to do that? Is that why they want pick 12 so they can trade up to get a rookie quarterback? Or are they going to trade back from pick 12 potentially? Maybe take a defender at pick 12, either D-lineman or cornerback or something like that, and then trade back into the first round or maybe wait in the second round to get a guy like Mac Jones or Kyle Trask or somebody like that? I have no idea. And really, we don't know at all who the Niners want to, want to take in the draft. This is all speculation. We have really we don't know at all who they want to go after period we can make you know educated guesses based on who makes sense and who might fit and who might not and who we think gives the team the best chance to win you know in the future but we have no idea what john and kyle want to do but after not being willing to give up the 12th pick for stafford they seem to value that 12th pick heavily what are they planning to do with it are they planning to use it to to, uh, to trade up in the draft and get it one of the top four rookie quarterback prospects? Can they sit there in twelve and, and, and Lance maybe falls to them? You know, maybe not. I don't think so. The Panthers now seem like the team who could take Trey Lance and sit him behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year. I think they signed Teddy to a three year deal um, last offseason for uh, Carolina. So I think they. Will, I feel like they him. want to move on for him though because of that. Um, the Stafford rumor that was out there that Carolina offered pick eight from um peter king i think i think that just shows that they want to move on from teddy bridgewater so i don't necessarily know if you're sitting him behind teddy bridgewater or you get another guy but i think when you talk about if you want to move up in the draft you have to get past carolina period you can't go any you can't move to carolina you can't move to denver i don't know why you would move to dallas or new york well i mean you could but that's really just a security thing Carolina is the one team you have to jump because they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Not only that, I did something earlier today where I was just looking at all the teams who might move up to get a quarterback or just need a quarterback. And you got in the top 12, you got Jacksonville, New York, Atlanta, um, Carolina, maybe Denver. After the Niners, you got New England, Washington, Indianapolis, maybe Tampa, New Orleans, those are 10 teams I just named. Maybe 11. I don't know if I was counting right, but 10 to 11 teams that I just named that need a quarterback. Oh, and Chicago. Chicago's the other team I forgot about. Now that's 11. Chicago, that's 11. That's scary. That's definitely scary. When you know that teams are right there, ready to move up, you're going to have to move up fairly high to get your quarterback if that quarterback is Zach Wilson, 
Justin Fields, or Trey Lance. I think two is probably out of the question. I would assume that the Jets either go Sewell or um, Zach Wilson, or maybe Justin Fields. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to move back. I think they're going to stick there and make a pick there. They have two first rounders, so they have a lot of flexibility in the first round as well. I think you just sit there at two, get the best guy available, be flexible with 23. So I think Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, one of those guys can go there. Miami is probably your first target to trade up with. If you want to make a deal, that's going to be very expensive to do. And then after that, it really depends on, we'll have to see what Atlanta wants to do with Matt Ryan and that quarterback. And that will be answered sometime in the offseason. We don't know when, but they could take a quarterback. If they do, if it seems like they are going to take a quarterback, you probably go to Miami. Otherwise, Cincinnati is probably your next option. And that depends on where Penai Sewell goes. If he's off the board, then you could move with Cincinnati. If he's still on the board, they probably take him at five. Rayshon Slayer has also been skyrocketing up board, so that could be a possibility at five as well. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Philadelphia, there's going to be a lot of receiver talent at six. Same with cornerback talent. Those are the two biggest needs. I don't think they're going to move back. Seven with Detroit is probably going to be your best option. It's your cheapest option. But again, it all depends on how this draft plays out. So you're probably looking at Miami, Detroit, as your best option, Cincinnati's probably your third best. After that, you can't really move up. You have no flexibility to move up. You're either going to have to wait it out or get a guy like Mac Jones. And by the way, Mac Jones, I would take as well. Mac Jones, if you want a cheap option in this draft or a cheaper option, then Mac Jones is probably your guy because he can, I, in my opinion, Mac Jones is a guy who can start right away. But the problem with Mac Jones for me is he has a very high he has a high floor and a low ceiling the low ceiling definitely concerns me but one thing to keep in mind john lynch was in mobile you know who else was in mobile this weekend mac jones so maybe he was there scouting mac jones maybe not i don't know but that could be a guy to watch for the niners i've also seen a lot of people say kyle trask would be a good fit i agree with that i think he needs time to develop though so again a bridge quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Teddy Bridgewater. And those are really the only two guys I think you go for a bridge quarterback with Kyle Trask because we don't know how he's going to do in the NFL. It's really a toss-up at this point. But if the Niners trust Kyle Trask, they probably love him. They're probably going to take him round two. I'll be all for it. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the 49ers if they go Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. If they like one of those guys, again, they have to trade up seven or higher. That's it. No ifs, no buts, no ands. So seven or higher if you want to trade up. Other than that, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. I wouldn't mind taking Mac Jones at 12. I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but if you have a quarterback that you love, you take him. Look what the Giants did with Daniel Jones in 2019. They love Daniel Jones. They reached on him at six. The value the value is not there, but it's a quarterback. It's the most important position. If the 49ers want to take Mac Jones at 12, I'd be disappointed. I wouldn't be mad. But Kyle Trask, I think you're probably looking at a second round guy. Get a guy in the first round. Probably a corner. JC Horn, Caleb Farley, maybe Sertain. I don't think Sertain's going to make it to us, but we'll see. But that's where I am on the draft. You probably bring in a bridge quarterback as well for all of those guys. But more importantly, Trask and Trey Lance. Maybe Mac Jones. Fields and Wilson, I think, can start right away in the NFL same with Mac Jones, but again, 
he is worse than the other guys that I named. So I definitely think a bridge quarterback would be there. So that's what I got in the draft. The draft is interesting because John Lynch does tend to get aggressive in the draft. So could he trade up into the top seven for one of these quarterbacks? Maybe. But at the same time, they could try to go the smart route or quote-unquote smart route and trade back or whatever, acquire more picks. Maybe try to select Mac Jones late in, in the first round or maybe try to select a, a, you know, a defender at pick 12, like I said earlier, and trade back into the first round, which we've seen them trade back into, you know, trade up in rounds a lot of times for guys they like. If Mac Jones is the guy they like and he's, and he's falling, um, they could potentially trade up for him. And, and I know in the off, in, you know, in their, um, I forget which press conference it was, but one of their last press conferences, either from December or after the season ended, they said they would go hard after getting a backup quarterback. And does that mean the draft? Does it mean a guy they're going to sit behind Garoppolo and develop? I know people are against Garoppolo as a bridge because he, he's expensive, but they might be able to make it work. Maybe backload some contracts if they're going to do any extension or something. Um, because they have the same out next year for Garoppolo. So they might, they probably won't restructure, but they could backload some contracts. Um, so that that way, when Garoppolo is coming off the books, the money for the people they, they sign or resign will be, you know, just starting to get, to get, to get high. So as far as what they might do with backup quarterback, is it is it draft or are they maybe going to sign a guy like Andy Dalton and have him behind Jimmy Garoppolo? And then if Garoppolo gets hurt, then Andy Dalton is the guy who's playing. And he'll, he'll be better than what Nick Mullins was last season and definitely better than what C.J. Beathard was last season. So if Garoppolo were to get hurt um, again, they would have a guy who would be able to salvage the season. Or if Garoppolo isn't done for the season, maybe be able to win two or three games here or there. So is maybe is that their plan? Maybe it's not a rookie this year. Maybe they go they go defense, they go cornerback, they go O line in the draft, they go heavy on that and just say, All right, we're gonna run it back with Garoppolo and bring in Andy Dalton. And that's that would be our quarterback room. And then Josh Rosen would be the third stringer. Um, you know, that's also possible if they think that quarterback does if quarterback doesn't fall the way they, they want, where they feel like they're comfortable giving up something to get somebody, maybe that's their backup plan. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. The, the, you know, the possibilities are endless here because we have no idea who or what they want, what the plan is, who they who they want. Um, what's the, the most they're willing to give up? What's the least they're They want to give up. There's so many moving parts here or there. And it's, it's tough. I mean, really we're just guys talking in the mics, you know, we're just saying things that me, I'm trying to think of it from a John and Kyle perspective and based on what they've done in the past and what they're willing what they're willing to do and what they probably will do in the future so that's why I, I think at it that's why that's, that's the way i think about it that's why i don't necessarily always you know think that watson is coming here or wilson and fields are coming here because the assets it would take to get those guys might be a little out of john list's price range and even people you know bigger names and people on ESPN and, and, and stuff like that or say like, yeah, that's something that doesn't seem like something the Niners would do. So, you know, when it comes to that, I, I don't know how likely those guys are to be our, our, our quarterbacks. And I know everyone wants that. People want either Wilson, Watson, or Fields, you know, or Trey Lance. People want Trey Lance as well. How likely is it that any of those guys are here? I'd say less than like 
maybe even less than that, um, that any of them are here. Not not all together, but obviously you don't want to have four quarterbacks in your roster at once. But that any of them are here, I say less than twenty five percent, just because things might not fall the way the Niners want to. And even if they were to inquire and have interest, quote unquote, they can easily get outbidded. We've seen them get outbidded numerous times in their history. They got outbidded for Jamal Adams. They got outbidded for Jalen Ramsey. They got outbidded for Odell Beckham. They got outbidded for Matthew Stafford. You know, it happens. This is what happens. Um, and when they do make a trade, it's for very minimal picks. Like They traded one second rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo. They traded one second rounder for D4. They traded a third and a fifth for Emmanuel Sanders. And they traded another third and a fifth, I believe, for Trent Williams. So they don't normally give up high picks when they do go to acquire people. So... And then we've seen them trade back in the draft before. We've seen them trade four picks. We saw them trade away DeForest Buckner to get a first round pick so they can trade so they can draft Kinlaw. You know, these kind of things, just just looking at their history and what they've done, nothing really points towards them trading up for a guy like Wilson Fields or going after Watson. Nothing really points in that direction. So if it's not one of those guys, who is available? And that's why I fall back on Mac Jones a lot. I think it's a guy that they can go get that's going to fall within their range. Um, it's going to be someone they can acquire for a price they're willing they're willing to use. Um, and then when it comes to quarterback, I don't see them unless it's maybe Kirk Cousins and Kyle is like, get me Kirk Cousins. And, you know, it's like, no, it's not the answer for him. And they, go, and they give up something for Kirk Cousins. I don't know if they will. I don't think the upgrade is significant enough for them to give up assets to get Kirk Cousins. So that's why I'm saying no on that. I mean, we'll see. But. Overall, everything comes back to me is either going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, or some other veteran, uh, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, something like that, or Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones. Those are the two likeliest scenarios, and I'm not going to put a percentage on them because I have no idea. You know, I'm kind of just guessing here, but if I had to guess what the quarterback room would be in 2021, I'm going to sit here and say Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones at number one. Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, someone like that at number two. That's where I'm going to leave it at. Um, that can obviously change. Maybe I just helped us. You know, whenever I sit, whenever I put out predictions, normally they end up being totally wrong. So maybe I just helped us just now. Mm-hmm. But if I had to bet money, that's what I would bet on. Number one, Garoppolo Jones. Number two, Garoppolo Dalton. But you know, the the fact the constant factor there is Jimmy Garoppolo is probably still going to be a Niner in 2021. You know, I think the first one is definitely a valuable option. Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that works out really well for the 49ers. You get a rookie who can come in later for Jimmy Garoppolo. If it doesn't work out, if it does work out, you probably trade him for good value. The second one, though, I don't see happening. I think you're probably looking at if they're going to go with a veteran for their backup, whether it be Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, someone like that. I think that means that they're going to be drafting a rookie quarterback in the draft to be the starting quarterback. So you're probably looking at trading up with Wilson Fields, Lance. If they want Mac Jones to be the quarterback, they probably go Mac Jones. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. But uh, I think if they keep Garoppolo, then you're probably looking at a rookie like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman, Kellen Mond. Those are four options I think are very valuable for this team. But if you bring in a backup quarterback who's a veteran like Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Bridgewater, then you're probably going for a guy by trading up in the draft and getting him. So I think I would put my money on Garoppolo. I would put my money on Garoppolo and Trask. I think Trask has a bit more potential than 
Mac Jones. I think you can use that, maybe help him out a little bit with Garoppolo there. Or Garoppolo and Newman. I think that's another money, uh, good, uh, good duo to put your money on right there. Or if you want to go trade up in the draft, I think you're probably looking at Wilson. I'll go Wilson and Dalton. And then Lance and Fitzpatrick. I think if you go Trey Lance, you're probably looking at a more of a quote-unquote bridge quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater and Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you're looking at a Justin Fields, then you're probably looking at a bit of a worse guy like Terod Taylor or an Andy Dalton, someone like that. We'll have to see what happens. But yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking right now. Another guy you could go after, Sam Darnold. I know I made the video about him. That's kind of become a meme at this point. If they do decide to go Sam Darnold, they're probably going to go with Bridgewater or Fitzpatrick as well. So, or keep Garoppolo, something like that. Maybe even go Kirk Cousins. I don't know. That might be too much. But I think you probably, if you go Sam Darnold, you probably go another cheap guy to keep on your team, whether it be Garoppolo or Fitzpatrick or Bridgewater. So that's what I'm probably looking at as your quarterback duos. And then quarterback three will be Josh Rosen. So I think I think Josh Rosen will be quarterback three either way. So we'll have to see what happens, but it's going to be a very interesting quarterback carousel. A lot of discussion on backups, a lot of discussion on starters. Throughout the offseason should be very fun. All right, that's going to do it for us. We can probably go on for another two hours if we just want to talk about theories and everything, but you know, there's only so much you can talk about before it just gets out of hand. So we're going to end it here. Uh, make sure you follow us on um, the podcast social at Talking Niners Pod on Twitter. Um, also, just made the Instagram. You can follow us at Talking Niners on Instagram as well. Also have a YouTube page. You can just uh, search Talking Niners and you should it should pop up. Um, you'll know what you're looking at. You know the logo. Um, and also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Bay Kobe. You can follow Sam at Ninerwire Sam. Also follow uh, or my bad, subscribe to Sam's YouTube page. Uh, Ninerwire Sam. Is it? No, is it's Ninerwire. Ninerwire Sam is my handle. Wire? The YouTube okay. page is Ninerwire. Got a lot right, more content yeah, coming up. Draft content, offseason content, you name it. This it's basically talking Niners Plus, or that you could call this Ninerwire Plus. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it, go ahead. But make sure to check that out over there. Should be fun. You know, if you just want more Sam, if you want more Sam in your life, just go ahead. You know, just, just both. Um, Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, make sure, you know, you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You would appreciate it if you did that. You know, want to, you know, reach more years. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you give us five stars. Leave a nice review. Um, if you don't enjoy the show, there's something you wish we could do better. Leave a review. You know, we, we're open to that kind of stuff. So, with that being said, um, that would do it for us. We will see you guys in the next one. Maybe talking about more quarterbacks. We'll see how things turn out over the, the next week or so. Um, but if not, we'll try to get into the 49ers uh, upcoming free agency um, for their own free agents. We'll try to get to that at some point soon, unless some big news comes out. But we'll see you guys next time. As always, go Niners. See ya. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just sign up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.